What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Cork Stats, powered by the Mayo Media Net, here on YouTube and presented by Jock Market. We're up in there making money every day. Isn't that fun? Download the app for free. Use the code MMN Mayo Media Net, and they will match the first hundred bucks for free. If it's free, it's for me. And we're just showing you it all. It's fantastic. You know, we got the magnifying glass out every day, Monday through Friday here on the show, laying out the names, laying out the price. You check me out on Twitter at MLB Moving Averages. And then we see you up in the jock market and we see you the next day. And we talk about how much money we made. I was up on the leaderboard again. We had three or four of the top 10 players, just everybody that you could want. Vlad Guerrero was there, Austin Riley, just everybody that we had. You know, it was just crazy. We even talked about fading Vlad if the price was too high, and it was not. Anytime you get Vlad in a great spot, and he's not over that 666, you know, we're going to jump on it. All right, everybody, here we go. It's the three pillars of profit and cork stats, all the nuance and context that you can stomach. It's the fastest show in MLB, absolutely anywhere. Rate, review, and subscribe to the audio only pod. And you know, if you're checking out the big dude on video, we got some graphics and stuff like that today. We're doing waiver wire ads for 10, 12, and 15 team leagues somebody at every position for every format you know this show just reeks of effort let's get into that first pillar that's your daily stacks dfs and jock market we get the stack attack going hold on you know i got something for you boom there we go first up oh my god i got stung by the padres yesterday and the tigers oh my goodness gracious we'll talk about that later on the tigers stink and when the bad teams stink and come off of being decent, run for the hills. We're not going to be stubborn doing that. Let's get on the Padres. They were looking awesome in Chicago. Ah, man, you got my boy Luke Voigt. We were in pinstripes last year for San Diego. You see it on the board up with Trent Grisham going up against Swarmer, who we did mention. He does have some swing and miss. There is some serious potential there. He's just giving up a ton of home runs. I mean, the Yankees just bashed him. 4-2-4 ERA, one flat whip. Those don't really match. 880 OPS. Certainly doesn't match. He went six, gave up one. He went six, gave up one. Then went five and gave up six. You have six home runs against the Yankees. Something's not making sense there. Too many fly balls at 52%. Too many barrels at 16. Has been four home runs per nine. Yes, generally we like to lay out the contextual math behind looking for home runs. That was a bit ridiculous there 981 x slug to righties on the fastball so we're looking at no neck void 922 ops list 42 plate appearances against righties going back to may 1st against fastballs 25 barrels six and a half blast exactly where we want to be i was looking at him for a total base prop right so we're we're laying out the stacks to kind of get that eye of sauron going and then we start to focus where how do we want to play it where are we going to get at them you know we want void in jock market, he probably will not be over the 550 mark. You know we'll want him in DFS. I went to look for total base props. I know we have betters out there as well. Voigt's total base prop was two and a half today. Uh, if you saw me on VEASAN, you heard me make that Star Wars reference. This year, this season, we came flying out of the box. We were killing it. The New Hope. They went and lowered the lines. The Empire struck back. Then we went back over Return of the Jedi. And then we're in this kind of stalemate. And now the next move has been that. Books have been very slow to post. And we're seeing the odds shift 
on total base props and now outright moved to two and a half and Voight was at minus 110. So remember, when we were saying these plays are, not to say automatic, they're viable total base plays, you always got to be checking the price. The flip side of that, now this is just, I guess to show you how broken these things are, how soft these markets can be, and how important it is to shop around. To that point, the book that I mentioned that allows me to parlay is also now doing an at least option so you can get void at one and a half now granted the price will not be at a point that we want but it will apply to the next player trent grisham whose total base prop is at one half but minus 165 we want to dial that up to one and a half and take the plus money if we can get it grisham 953 ops last 17 plate appearances against righties 267 iso in that time since 5-1 um, 13 barrel, and again, I had that two and a half base circle thing for Void. I just have it in like, like triple caps, like circled, underlined, understruck. I just, I couldn't believe it because, again, that was the topic of conversation, the back and forth with books. So forget Void. We're going to play him. I do have the bomb up, but you can't play home run props because the home run props are not worth it if it's not at least plus 400. So again, it's really all about this nuance and context and the, I don't even know what you want to call it, the applicability of the work here you know it's getting to the point where it's very hard to even track some of this stuff because we're we're so ubiquitous different sites different formats but that's really how you have to be in this environment i think because again you can't just chase void total base props you got to leave that alone if you're playing jock market he's probably going to be pretty viable let's get up into the second stack we're looking at the philadelphia phillies going up against patrick corbin 665 era 17 whip 850 ops all the things we're looking to sink our teeth into right those attack metrics if you go all the way back to my show when I first started. Single digit K minus walk, 90% in zone contact rate, too many hard hit balls, 44% via stat cast. That's your 95 mile an hour raw metric double digit bow rate, 449 expected boba on contact year to date, 927 OPS. The lefties year to date, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, to righties year to date, 9 of 10 home runs to righties though so that's what we're going to be looking for the sinker the fastball and the changeup each have a plus 540 x slug and it goes north from there so we want to be looking at my boy reese hoskins first last 30 plate appearances against lefties double digit bow rate 443 expected mobile on contact last 17 plate appearances against lefties 1700 OPS. It's actually 1.777. Oh, ring a ding a ding a ding. I think we're going to hit the jackpot on Hoskins today. Then give me Alex Baum. Last 21 plate appearances against lefties. 1100 OPS. And he's mashing. Last 34, 73 expected Wobo on contact against Southpaws. I think the Phillies going to hang some runs on the Nats today. Last one up. I think those are in the early slate. Remember, split slate today as well. Really annoying. It's nine games. I think it's four and five so slate start ipos at 135 and 705 so i think that's the front two back one we're going to go to texas against bo brisky 424 era 128 whip again you not usually exactly the numbers that we're going after however 810 ops allowed in the year generally 800 ops allowed on the season is really one of the first things you want to be looking for because it's got to be either a sign of too many walks or too many home runs too many hard balls there's too much going on right there too many extra base hits so 
Single-digit came on this walk. There's your first sign. 44 fly ball, 44 hard hit, 13 barrel equals. Drum roll, please. More than two home runs per nine. All the things that we're really looking for. Plus 400 expected WOBA year to date. Nearly 900 OPS allowed to right easier to date and eight home runs. It's the fastball and the changeup. So the fastball and the off-speed stuff getting beat up by righties. Plus 700 expected slug on each of those pitches. They're responsible for six of those eight home runs. So we want to be looking at Adobe's Garcia, 921 OPS against righties, last 42 plate appearances, three ding-dongs in that space. I did have him queued up for the total base prop. It's at minus 125. So if you do follow my work on Patreon, but don't worry, there's no paying at all. And again, just thank Patty Mayo and all the people at Mayo Media Net, our dude Matt, producing all the other women and men contributing and helping to get all these free tools to you. Again, I'm, I'm really just a one-man band, but there are other people going on, believe it or not. Well, those tools include, you know, we're running the implied team totals, custom starting pitcher ranks, just running the algo and breakdowns plus picks and parlays. It's just everything that you could stomach, but we also highlight the entire uh, board worth of model hits as far as player go so again that's player prop viability dfs that's what you see the star rankings for i have rankings and they're equated to a key for pricing in jock market so you know if you want to thank me and thank pat download the jock market app and let's make some money together we'll be looking for all of these guys the other player we'll be looking for is zeke duran kind of came out of nowhere right popped up he's playing every day for texas and he's hot to death man last 24 plate appearances against righties 984 ops 261 iso in that time frame iso is the thing we really like to be looking for as far as these total base props in particular with a spacious ballpark like Texas where we don't need the home run we wanted to poke one he's got a little bit of speed just enough to get a double right iso isolated slugging more or less is an extra base percent right that I don't know iso throws people off that's exactly what it is so 261 iso in that time frame is better than one in four chance he's had a extra base hit you know and we're you know on top of it with uh the splits there so give me Garcia give me Duran his total base prop at 135 right now so you know you're going to be seeing that on that Patreon board as well so again you know the show as much as we love it as much fun as we're having as much money as we've made following along it's really just a foundational piece all right so that's your stack attack remember we got San Diego righties Philly righties Texas righties Voight Grisham Hoskins Baum Garcia and Duran if you got a book that allows you to parlay all six of them do it put five bucks on it buy yourself coffee for the next month all right let's get up into the fantasy side here we go all right for the video listeners you see this wonderful graphic that i've brought to you really just makes it a lot easier i know you know so you don't have to go back and listen to me rambling for five to seven minutes every week jump on over if you are an audio only listener hop over to youtube and do the little swipe screenshot thing i think this is worth it because i have at least three names at each position so the top would be 10 team the middle name middle name is 12 the bottom name is 15 so really looking to be all things to all people and while we do it in you know five minutes so whatever let's dive right into it behind the dish 10 team leaves i think you got to get with gabriel moreno in toronto as long as danny jansen is out in that lineup playing all the time he's going to have a chance to do some real damage 
12-team single-catcher leagues. I think my boy Christian Bethencourt has now played himself into viability there. I wrote him up at The Athletic about a month ago, right? So we've been getting all these home runs and steals. He's playing every day at first base and at DH. Really the most important thing. Just search catcher by plate appearances because... Sometimes you'll see an average pop. Whoa, the guy's hitting 400 the last two weeks. He only played like three games. So you really got to be careful. Played appearances at the center of it, and he's producing. So Bethancourt for Oakland. And then in 15 teams, I know Jan Gomes is back. It's very, very difficult to find catchers in 15-team leagues. I, well, That's why we've been here doing what we do. A lot of times the guys you see at the top of the list begin at the bottom of the list. So you got to get at him early. Cycle while you can. Gomes, pretty viable. You know, we've been running through Stasi Again, we've had to replace um, Jansen. Such is life. I've had to replace Stevenson as well. All right, let's get over to first base. We mentioned Luke Nonek Voigt. He is now viable in all formats, doing his thing. Adam and Point leagues as well. Next, Brandon Belt is back for the Giants. Anytime he's healthy, he can produce. After that, Bobby Dalback for Boston. Yes, not just favoritism. Again, this is another one, kind of gold star. So we have like a, a L, and on top of the L, right underneath it, there's a gold star. So it's an L on my forehead and a gold star on my big nose. Because, you know, we were really into Dalback, drafted him. They platooned him with Cordero, who was playing. Dalback started to show the signs we were looking for, namely K-rate, namely in-zone contact rate. This cannot be denied. The trend chart is off the charts. Check out my Twitter handle. Search Bobby Dalback, MLB Moving Averages. He's playing every day. He's producing. Got to get with Bobby Dalback. Boston lineup is awesome. I know he's in the back third, but you know sometimes you just take what you can get. There is actually a fourth team here. It's Alex Kirilov. Just make sure in any format that he is not out there because he's tearing up the minors. He really is a highly had a prospect with a ton of skill. I was worried about the wrist injury translating it to power, but he's yoking home runs in the minor leagues. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean he's going to come tear it up, but if we're just looking for health, right, a batting practice home run, I want to see him mash. So just the fact that he could physically do it, I think the tools behind it is there, the talent is there, Minnesota is pushing, so make sure Kirilov is owned over to second base. Luis Garcia for Washington. He had a ding-dong yesterday. Washington said he'll be playing every single day. After that, Tucapito Marcano, who we mentioned you know, early on. Again, he's one of those second base the holes that I've had, if you've lost um, low or if you lost India earlier in the year, he's one of the second basemen we filled in with. I think he's playing himself into viability. Again, just playing every day. Then Danny Mendick, who is playing for the White Sox with TA down, and he's hitting and stole a couple bags. So, you know, you could chase names. You could chase production. Again, we like to look at these things in terms of sine waves. Less than don't. Again, I don't have the time to argue the hot versus not hot right now. The problem with the not hot crowd, the hot doesn't exist crowd, the mistake they're making is they're erroneously defining it. They're improperly defining hot. It's not hot does not mean seven days. All right, we need to be looking at these things in terms of bands, moving averages, waka, waka, waka. All right, over to shortstop, Ahmed Rosario. I know, I know he had a smash and grab. I know it was Colorado, but Rosario is a very good hitter and a very good player. If he's starting to show signs of getting up off the mat, he wasn't been available everywhere. I think he should be available. Added in all formats. Next up, O'Neill Cruz, Pittsburgh Pirates, hinting he'll be up soon. Just make sure that he's added. I checked my home league. He was not added. He is out there, and it's funny. I'm in a bit of a conundrum because I need a shortstop right now with Jeremy Pena down, so I should be I have the top waiver priority. We don't do fab. I should be adding Luis Garcia, but I kind of want to and O'Neill Cruz, and I might just roll the dice and see what happens. I have the most points in that league. Then in 15-team, Miguel Rojas hit a home run. I think he also stole base this week again. If he's going to be looking okay, Miami always 
kind of scuffling for offense, they've also shown they'll move him up if they need to. So if Miguel Rojas is free and available in 15-team leagues, probably viable. Over to third base, J.D. Davis DHing every day for the Mets and producing. Then Ezekiel Duran, who we mentioned for Texas, same idea, playing every day and producing. He also has multiple position eligibility. Those guys are very valuable in NFPC leagues where you can change lineups on Friday or daily leagues where, of course, you can change lineups every day. Then last stop, oh, third base is extremely shallow in 15-team leagues. I had Miguel Franco was available in a few leagues. I was trying to use like 35% or less in NFBC leagues. I really am trying to appeal to legit 15-team players here. But third base has been tough from the get-go. Into the outfield we go. Lane Thomas, Michael Harris, Odois Garcia, and Trent Grisham. Probably the same story. That's the left side there. Those are 10 and 12 team viable guys. They're all getting the opportunity. They're all playing. And they're all kind of getting pushed up. Thomas in particular is getting prioritized. Harris will be at the back of the lineup. But Atlanta is smashing. And he's one injury away from being pushed all the way up. Garcia and Grisham, again, on lineups that are looking for production, will push them up over to the right side these guys are more not say desperation please but again i'm trying to appeal to people that are really in deep formats jonathan daza for colorado playing every day again we had him circled last week because colorado was going to be home for seven days and daza was playing every day and i think he hit a home run so there's something i've learned again my game is not as good as i'd like it to be again i like to turn games up to the hardest setting when i first start uh, playing nfp high you know stakes NFPC 15-team leagues are extremely difficult. You know, I mean, they're running in most of them, the fab leagues. I think I'm in like six. I'd say I'm in an average of six, right? I have like a couple threes, a couple sixes, then that fluctuates like eight, eight and nine. My draft champions teams are all in the toilet, circling the drain. I, you know, hung my hat and getting a ton of saves from Corey Nebel, and now that's in the toilet once you lose draft champions players very hard to replace. All right, so here we go. Back up into the outfield, guys you're desperate for. In Detroit, Victor Reyes. Also, I mentioned Alex Kirilov. And then from Minnesota, probably your 15-team ad is... Um, Celestino, Geraldo Celestino, um, Celestino for the Twins again playing every day. Sometimes that's all you could do when you're looking for a stopgap. If you can't find somebody that you think could stick, Daza could might stick. The Rockies, you never know what they're going to do and if he's going to be good. I think Thomas will stick. I think Harris will stick. But those guys are really owned in 15-team leagues. So Sky like Celestino, maybe even Victor Reyes might be available. Sometimes, again, that's the best you could do. I wish I could do, give you the answer all the time. Perfect answer to the test. And these may be it, but not that I know for sure. Let's get on to pitchers on the bump. I'll just read them off to you. These are really, it's just guys. Again, it's opportunity with a bit of production. We've been highlighting pitchers, getting whiffs, limiting expected Woba when we do the time sorted stats. Let's get into it. Hunter Green, we were on him from the beginning of the year. Now he's like a must own in, I think, every single league. If you get a tough opponent, in Cincinnati, you could sit him, but that's fine. Other than that, he's legit. Jeffrey Springs and Graham Ashcraft, who I covered at The Athletic, both legit. I think will stick. Uh, Andrew Heaney will be back for the Dodgers this Sunday. Make sure he's added. If not, make sure you pick him up. Mitch Keller, I know he's whipsawing people, but I picked it up on Twitter. Sorry, pitch mix change. We may see the case tick back down, but if he's going to pitch more to weak contact, then uh, Keller could be viable. Braxton Garrett for Miami Marlins got a shot. He looked pretty good. Edward Cabrera is hurt. So I think Garrett is definitely going to get a shot. Make sure he's added. Then Swarmer, who we mentioned for the Cubs. I, yeah, right now, I don't know. We're going to look at him today. So if you have daily leagues and have a spot, you're desperate. You pick him up and wait and see. 
But we're going to get our answer. I'm not so certain how this is going to go today. If he gets destroyed, you probably pull that one back. Let's get into some bullpen help. Finally, there is some bullpen relief. I generally am not like into spending on relievers. This year, I think you have to. You know, so again, you got to be malleable, and as long as you back up your argument, I think it's okay. You know, if you, you know, it's not flip flopping when you get new data. Relieving is a disaster right now, and if you have a chance at getting saves, especially ones that could be good saves on good teams and namely Tanner Houck for Boston Red Sox um oh gosh Schreiber I think it was the other guy I think it's Houck they've been talking about it and the one pushback has been usage they've been reticent to use him in back-to-back days that they've mentioned but I believe that they might get him to that point something you know the teams don't want to be responsible for hurting guys for over usage but they could stretch him into it they do have programs for these things so how getting saves on Boston who's mashing really could be you know an RP1 if things all broke right for him Kendall Graveman could be an RP1 if almost most of the things look like they've already broken right for him. Hendricks is saying it's not that serious. Right now, that's your opportunity to buy up because forearm strains turn into IL stints, turn into 60-day IL stints, turn into, you know, see a sayonara. So, it, especially with the White Sox, they're going to be getting players back. They're, eh, they're meh. I, they're not great because they're so injured. But as they return to form, we know they could get good with the weather getting warm. Blast up Sir Anthony Dominguez against... My boy Nabel is trash. I don't have Dominguez on draft champions teams, but on fab teams, you do have a chance to replace him. I think Dominguez will be the guy. Phillies are starting to look good, and they pitch, and they hit. So it's a tough division. Lots of close games get with Dominguez. All right, let's get into the betting board really quick. A lot of these, you know, we did the work for already. I got a run line. Paul Afia going off at plus 6-1. to one. Let's get this one home and pay for the week. It's Toronto. It's the Phillies and it's Texas. All to cover the run line again. Something I mentioned on VEASAN. The pricing for F5 is becoming ridiculous. I just... I don't know. We're either going to have to start pairing Moneyline F5s if you want to go that route or come up with another plan because we're not going to be paying these crazy... The the juices are crazy. The run line juice is crazy. That's where I want to be going with these plays. But you can't pay minus 165 to have to cover a run in a major league baseball game. That's not a path to viability. So Toronto, Philly, and Texas on the run line. Let's just take a peek really quick. I think we took a look... At most of these already. Toronto has Kevin Gaussman going against Tyler Wells. 386 ERA, low whip for Wells, but the Sierra and the XFIP both up near five. The K rate down at 15%. Going to get you in trouble anytime you're up against a team like Toronto. Way too many fly balls. And also, that is going to get you in trouble with the quality of contact Toronto is known for right now. That offense is crazy, crazy good. Baltimore has gotten up off the mat. I did tell you they were going to score yesterday, and they did. So I think it might be a decent time to sell them short. Let's get with Toronto. I mean, Gaussman is just really like a legit kind of ace. The Phillies we spoke about already, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's Zach Wheeler up against Patrick Corbin. I think even in a you know less advantageous pitching matchup, we'd probably cover them up anyway. Corbin is a gas can. Philly's going to eat him up, but Wheeler is very, very good. And Soto, I'm not even playing it. So without Soto, Washington is trash. Get with Philadelphia. That minus 130 is probably going to move. I like that one in particular as a standalone play. Then last up, we've got Texas. I, I probably, I was back and forth with this one. That's actually the reason why I was a minute late getting this out today. 
Texas was going off at minus 130, minus 135. That one, this for the money line, that was also going to move. This, this is becoming nauseating. Trying to pick games in the morning has become nauseating because they're waiting for people like me to sink their teeth and as soon as it does. I actually wouldn't be surprised there's sharp bookmakers watching this stuff and getting it out first there because this is just the way it goes. You know what I mean? Like, this is what it's all about. You, the sharpest people find edge. This is where it is. This is where they're going. And that's the subsequent reaction. So we're going to have to try and keep, like, dip duck, dive, duck, and dodging, you know what I'm saying, as we go, so, um, Texas, I do like the money line, I did go with the cover, because I wanted to get that parlay up over plus 500 to pay for the week, because we have struggled on the betting side, remember, these are one-tenth of a unit bets, and if anything, we're going to go down to point five point oh five, right, a nickel, a, a 20th of a unit, we, we I'll lower the risk as low as it goes along, lately we've been starting to hit, because of the total base props, but now we're seeing those odds move again, I know, uh, it, it's not, it's not flip-flopping, it's just very important to always be taking in all the new data, and making the proper decisions, we cannot allow ourselves to bet outside of our parameters, so Toronto, Philly, and Texas, we covered the Texas game, also Martin Perez against Bo Brisky, people are not buying what Perez is selling. He's very good. We talked about this. He's also getting swing and misses when he needs. His command is elite. When it turns, then we'll bail. Detroit is terrible and we have Texas to beat up on Brisky, so give me Texas to cover up at plus 110, but if you're not into that one, I think stay at the low. Minus 130 for the Texas money line. I think gets home for sure, and I do have the one total base prop. It's Ezekiel Duran at plus 130, but I have a couple people have hit me up for signups for the ability to parlay props like that to me is the way to go when they're not plus so if you see a plus you take Duran but like yesterday I parlayed the uh, Boston guys we hit those I parlayed the Toronto guys and I hit those you know just because I'm experimenting with those if I don't I don't mean to be playing stuff that I'm not posting but I do experiment with stuff myself I have to be I have to back tough stuff before it makes the grade, right? Before I can kind of put it out there, I want to make sure that I'm able to do it. I'm just playing with a few bucks here and there, but percentages are percentages. So I think that'll do it, everybody. How great is this show on this uh, terrific Thursday here in Cork Stats? Love you much. Download the app, Jock Market, baby. Use the code MMN, and we'll see you up on Wall Street tonight doing the thing that we do. Me, you, and the Cork Stats crew, man. It's Voight and Grisham, Hoskins and Alec Baum. During the day, Ezekiel Duran and Adolis Garcia at night. But also, remember, you can follow me up on Twitter. And that will have the link to the Patreon page for the more full, you know, for the full Monty. Uh, I know we have more extensive players. We have players that have different approaches. And again, remember, more plays doesn't necessarily mean more risk by dollar. It just could mean less risk by total, right? Meaning... If you bet one unit, 1.00 you, and you have one play, you could bet a unit. You could have 10 plays, still bet one unit, and bet one-tenth of a unit. You could go up to 100 plays and not have to bet any more than that one unit and bet 0.01 unit. So that's really the lesson for today. Always a thing to keep in mind. It's not like volume means getting in trouble because that's really when the novice better gets burned. They think more playing means more. More action means more total risk. It doesn't. More action actually means less total risk. So I like more action because more... Please, that we have marked that put us in a probabilistic 
advantage, the better chance we have for those to play out in our edge. I mean, that's just the name of the game. Was people have diverse portfolios on Wall Street. So there's like a double, triple feather as we get out of here. I'll see you up in the jock market. Rate, review, and subscribe to the audio-only pod. Pretty please press the like button. I can't believe how stupid I sound. Like, I I don't know. I'm just I, I, I'm begging for like. Like, please, somebody like me. Somebody like me. Comment and tell me how stupid I sound begging you to like me. But press the like button while you do it because that stuff really matters. Catch me on Twitter and make sure you tag Patty Mayo and tell him how good of a job I'm doing. All right, everybody. i catch you on the flip side. Remember when you work this hard if there's a lot less like luck, yo. Peace.